Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Split Decision Pod. It is me, your co, oh, your host. My bad, Roman Garcia. Uh, just me today. PJ couldn't make it in. Just kidding. He's right here. How's it going, Paul? How you doing today, buddy? Doing good. I love the weather out here today. I walked here. Um, yeah, it smelled like a vacation to me. I don't know. I don't know about you, but like for some reason, I like went outside today and it just smelled like a. Smelled like vacation. I don't, I don't, I don't like even a, know like why. I can't believe I'm saying like that when dip. I live in Indiana. What a stupid it's, thing it's to probably smelled, say. I know what you mean, though. I think it, it smelled like a dip, different atmosphere. Yes, there was yeah. like fresh air. Like, it yeah. was great. I was walking to class. I feel good, though. So, uh, yeah, how about you? Uh, I had to be up early today. I had this, um, what did I do? Oh, I went to this meeting because, you know, I work down here, which is pretty buns sometimes. But meeting went okay. So I've been up since, like, literally 630 and then I thought I was going to go home and nap, but I just stayed awake, yeah. made some food. Sounds like we're both running on limited hours of sleep here. Oh, yeah. I hear uh, I hear yeah. you're, you only caught a couple. Of, caught a good four, but I woke Jeez. up ready to go. Ready to go. I woke up ready to go. So. Quote, you said, and I quote, you're ready to go five rounds. I said, <laughs> I'm ready to go ocho. Ready to go yeah. eight. Yeah. Well, me and PJ are going to scrap one day. That's just, that's how, I think that should be the final episode of the podcast. Should just oh, be. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> When it's all said and done, five. This is what's going to lead up to the undisputed split decision podcast belt. Yeah. Oh my God, Andrew as the referee. <laughs> I think I think it'd only be right, dude. It has to make sense. Okay, we'll, we'll get that in writing uh, soon. Um, but I guess if I have to talk about this weekend's card, we'll knock it out right, right off the bat. PJ. Um, I don't think there's really anything we want to talk about. Well, the only thing I'd like to mention, actually, is besides the main event, that William Knight put on probably the worst performance <laughs> in UFC history. And he quote-unquote said after the fight that he knows what he has to do for his next fight. And yeah. after, the day after, he got released by yeah. the UFC. And the funny thing is... Uh, if you looked at how he looked before the fight... Oh, my God. Like he looked bigger than Francis Ngannou. I, I, I saw a picture of him from the side with, like, his hands up. And Unreal. And his arm was as literally as big as both my thighs put together. hundred yeah. It was actually yeah. unreal. It was ridiculous. I knew. Like, once I saw that picture, though, like, I, I, was in a, I was in shock. But at the same time, I'm like, he's going to lose. No, you, like, can't just carry, you just can't carry around all that weight. And especially at, like, his body fat percentage yeah. has to be so low. He has to have been so drained. Um, but yeah. it doesn't matter now because his next fight will probably be in Bellator. I don't even think he's good enough for the PFL, to be honest. Maybe bare knuckle because it was something ridiculous like um, a strike every two minutes. Well, the fight went the whole 15 minutes and he landed eight total strikes. Yeah, yeah. so about two minutes. And yeah, eight significant strikes. Yeah. And yeah. those were all leg kick. He didn't land a single blow to, pre I can't say it. Neo's head. He landed zero strikes to his head successfully. Six leg kicks and two body shots in That's 15 minutes of work. Astounding. astounding. But yeah, I, it's not even waste your time on that. I mean, I tuned in for the main event. Um, the main event was good. And uh, we both we both thought Andrade was going to win this one because, like we said, I, I believed in Blankfield, but we didn't know yet because this was her yeah. first true test. Mm -hmm. Andrade is obviously certified killer. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the hardest hitting most vicious uh, women fighters on the planet in the sports history. Yeah, I mm -hmm. would I would have to agree. Mm -hmm. And uh, first round I thought was pretty uh, pretty even, and that I mean, but you could tell I think Blankfield was just a tad bit quicker, oh, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't waste any time either. Like ten seconds in the fight, oh, they, they were, were throwing. They, they were, were throwing. They were throwing bombs. Uh, yeah, and then 
a minute thirty uh minute thirty seconds into the second round, Blankfield was able to hop on <clears throat> Andraj and get a RNC. Mm. Did you uh did you did you watch it? I need yeah, to watch it. Yeah, I watched that fight. Um yeah, I mean Blankfield looked good, man. She uh, her strikes looked crisp and clean. It looked like Andraj I thought in the second round was going to get it going a little bit more. Yeah. Because I think Blankfield probably edged her out in the first round, but I don't. I didn't think she was hurting her that bad. Um, and I thought every time Jessica landed, anytime Jessica lands on anyone, yeah, you usually, like yeah, you're like, damn, this could be it. Um, and I'm, I'm really unsure. I cannot recall how exactly the fight ended up on the ground. All I know is that when it did, uh, it quickly turned the tide in blank. I don't know what I I was. I had it up on my computer, but I was watch. I was also there was also something else going on on Saturday that I was watching on our main TV. But I I was like, I watched most of it. I cannot remember either. I don't think I don't think she knocked her down. There's no nah, knockdown. It wasn't a knockdown. So I mean, she had one takedown. Was I it really, the takedown? I guess she took her down. I honestly like now that I think about it, I. Cannot. Remember. I literally have no idea. It's so weird. But, was uh, what time was that? Was in the middle of the day. It was on a Saturday. No, it was at like seven or it was like, yeah, I on think like a Saturday. It was like eight or nine p.m. I think by the time it gets. I think the main card started at seven Eastern time. What was I doing? Do you know? No, nah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't really know. see you around. Besides here, honestly. Well, you know, pal, when you're 21, you just duck me, bro. But you know, I don't think I, I, don't think <laughs> I duck you. You know. What do you? What, what do you? What do you? I was gonna ask what you're doing the home, this weekend, but I think I'm going home this weekend. Want to go home? Oh, you are. Let's go uh, home. Well, I Let's actually. Oh, see, he but, says he says I don't see him, and now he's. What are you about to tell me? Peter and Jim are staying at our place oh. this weekend and coming down to watch the Hoosiers versus the Boilermakers basketball game. Not quite sure why you're going home when we're playing the Boilermakers. Um, uh, damn, that's a fair point. Dude, like in all seriousness, like if I really was doing nothing, then and I didn't, and right, we didn't hang out. That'd be on me. Let's get it scheduled right now. Um, no, let's wait. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about our friendship. Do they want to? Do they want to hear? What us, do you guys want to hear plan? about? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss it after the episode. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Plainsfield, great. Victory. She's good. Uh, and then she called out. She said she wants the winner of Grasso versus Shevchenko, and she said preferably she hopes Shevchenko wins mm-hmm. so she can be the girl to beat Shevchenko. Yeah. And I mean, um, why wouldn't you want to be? You know. I think she has a fair argument now. Um, I think. I don't know what they're gonna do with Talia Santo. I guess they could do Fioriat. And Santos fight. They're one I, number one versus number two, and then you know give the winner of that. I think Blanchfield, Blanchfield's next. I think they want to get some. Yeah, she, has, she got hype around her right now. Right, she's twenty three. She's young. By the time she fights for the title, she'll be what? Yeah, probably, she'll be twenty four, probably. You know, maybe she can be the John Jones of that division. Say, Bones Jones <laughs> is twenty three. He'll be. Yeah. She'll be. I mean, the second youngest champion ever in UFC history. <sighs> if she were to take the belt from Would Shevchenko, that be interesting, man. But yeah. yeah. Can't really rate the card, but the main event, you know, I was I had to watch because it was from the get go, like we said, yeah, it was, it was fight. action packed. I liked it. I liked it. Um, yeah. But now, you know, we talked about it for a couple minutes. We're good now. Um, we'll move on to this week's card, which uh, actually has underrated. a very underrated, a very good fight night, um, headlined by <clears throat> Nikita Kurlov versus Ryan Spann, taking place at 205 pounds. But before we get to that. I think we'd probably want to um, highlight a few of the names on the undercard. Um, guys like Rafael Alves, who's going to be taking on Rulo Aliyev. I'm pretty sure last is Rafael Alves who, the one who got slept by Drew Dober. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. his last fight. Too. Yeah, that's his last fight. Yeah, um, so that was just worth mentioning because that was a highlight knockout. Yeah, um, Jordan Levitt, another guy coming off of a loss versus a pretty big name. He 
Um, his last fight came against Patty Pimblett, where he got submitted in London. He'll be taking on Victor Martinez in the prelims at 155. Um, Eric Gonzalez is a name I know I've seen before. Have you fought Eric Gonzalez fight? I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Eric Gonzalez. He he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah he fought. He lost. He, that's the guy that Terrence McKinney submitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think one of the bigger names going back to or going up to the main card, the return of one Tatiana Suarez. Um, haven't seen her fight since um, three years and eight months ago. So we're looking at since uh, about twenty since twenty nineteen was the last time she fought, yeah. and she's still eight and zero. I can't recall nine, what happened. Nine and zero. Oh, nine and zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think an injury. I think it's gotta be maybe last wins against Nina Nunes. Too. I think maybe there was a pregnancy in there. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm just thinking of ways that she could have possibly been out. For, yeah. But well, she comes back any what from what she was. Oh I mean, she's got God. a submission win versus Grasso. Mm-hmm. She has a knockout over Carla Esparza oh and a God. UD over no, she, Nina Nunes. Yeah, she was on her way to a title shot. To say sure. the least. So yeah, I mean, if she's even yeah seven eighty percent of what she was, she could definitely still uh, contend. Yeah, um, she's a minus seven fifty going into this fight, even after the three year layoff. I would bet the house on her. <laughs> I'd bet everything. Wait, you only really have the only have the option to do that. Yeah, um, unless you know you want to throw a couple bucks yeah. on Montana De La Rosa, who I've never seen fight. Oosh. But she seems. But actually, uh, um, the fight before that is actually Michael uh, Malat. I. Uh, I remember him fighting um, at whatever the UFC 273. Um, I was watching him and I knew it was his debut because he had uh, he had a 40 second knockout or a 40 second submission in the Dana White Contender Series, and then mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And um, I remember watching him and he had a I know he had a cool first round knockout versus Mickey Gall, mm, and I can't did. remember what he said on the mic after the fight, but whatever he said, I it made me follow him on Instagram right away. <laughs> so. I uh, I am rooting for this guy. He's pretty sick. Uh, Michael Malat. Oh, proper. he has this proper. That's what. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say he also has a, a, a cool, I guess, a decent nickname yeah. as well. So it looks like he won. He won the contender series. Won yeah. in the UFC, but then still got cut. I guess because his next fight came against Trevin. Oh wait, no. I don't know why they have it mixed up on here. Never mind. Uh, no, his last fight came ten months ago against Mickey Gall, and he knocked yeah. him out. Yeah, um, uh, he's. I'm. Uh, I'm excited to watch him fight his second fight in the UFC. But yeah, mm-hmm. then we have. Uh, he. I feel like the, Dante Mays. He hasn't fought in a while. Yeah. I feel. Oh no, he was the one that um, lost. I remember we were. What? Which? Which event is this at? Hold up. Let me. Uh, UFC 277 Pena versus Nunes. It was a heavyweight fight between him and Hamdi Abdel Wahab, and Abdel Wahab originally won the fight, I believe, but then he got. I remember. I was like. Like he's like a Abdel Wahab like isn't physically shape like he's not like he he wasn't in shape but yeah. like the way he was moving I was like oh my goodness this guy is good but they uh, I want to say a month or two ago they uh, busted him for some type of illegal substance uh, during the fight so that got put to a no contest but that's why I remember the name Dante Mays mm-hmm. um, yeah so he's he's fighting as well. I guess that was my Yeah, well, he's taking on Augusto Sakai, who's a name I remember because the first time I watched him fight, he got knocked out by um Taitui Vasa, and he's actually riding a four-loss uh losing streak. But look at the good names. Po- good opponents. Yeah, so. Sergey Spivak, Taitui Vasa, Jarzinho Rosenstrike, Alistair Overeem. 
um, the four names he's yeah. uh, faced in the past two and a half years. So, you know, obviously didn't lose to any slouches, but I I would probably be inclined to say that if he loses this one, it might be it for him. Yeah, his um, chin definitely is a little deteriorated, to yeah. say the least. Um, he is. It's still near. It's about even money. Um, I don't know how willing I would be to put money on a guy who's riding four losses, but at the same time, uh, Dontale Mays, the L- Lord Kong, his nickname is. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I don't know how willing I'd be to put money on him either, but I would imagine it's going to be a good fight. Um, it's yeah. always, you know, they're heavyweights. Yeah. It's going to be in a finish most likely. All it takes is one in the heavyweight yeah. division. So uh, the, yeah. the 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 co-main event though, two very Ooh, underrated yeah. fighters. I remember when we did the segment of mm. underrated fighters. Andre Muniz was that my, was yours, yeah. He was my most underrated fighter. I've seen him fight twice now. Um, for like lie, actually probably three times. I don't remember the last one when he subbed. Oh, he wasn't the one. No, I was gonna say I don't think he was the one that broke Chikari Souza's arm. Um, maybe that was him, but. No, that that wasn't him. That I wasn't remember. him. That was okay. um. But uh, yeah, so he subbed Jakari Souza at Charles Oliveira versus Chandler. You know what? It was him. It was him. Was it actually? Yeah. It was okay, actually I remember. Him. I remember watching that, and then he got another first round submission at Oliveira versus Poirier. Uh huh. And then I remember watching him UD Uriah Hall. Sadly, I didn't want him to win that fight, but I was like, he's gonna. He's annoying because he <laughs> he was good on the feet, and he's a menace on the ground. He's got 15 submission um, victories in his career. Um. Excuse me, and Noah submit. He's not. He's never lost by sub. Um, and Brendan Allen, who I also believe is good on the ground, he has eleven submissions in his career. He's not ranked, but I believe. I mean, if he wins this one, he'll definitely be top ten. Mm-hmm. He's a rising prospect in the uh, middleweight division. Obviously, only twenty-seven years of age, coming off a first-round submission himself. So um, it should be an interesting bout because you know we always say like two good grapplers usually tends to cancel each other out, yeah. and we get to see the second side of their of the fighters here yeah and i'll be hoping my guy muniz gets a dub but if he doesn't brendan allen is up and coming as well so i like it it's gonna be a great 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 co-main i'll event. probably have to tune in for the co-main yeah. as well for I mean, this one it's, it's kind of surprising because lately you know i would say about two-thirds of these ufc fight nights usually are main event heavy and yeah. then the everything else well, is kind of i am i'm gonna have to probably tune in at the, the beginning of the main card i gotta watch my guy oh, yeah. uh, proper proper melot yeah, it'll be a good. Uh, that'll be a good scrap. And then finally, um, another really good one, which uh, one something that would probably be on the main card of any UFC pay per view. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. We have Nikita Kurlov taking on Ryan Span. Uh, I can't exactly recall where they're ranked currently. Of uh, Span is nine and yeah. no, Span's eight and Kirilov is six. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Span's eight. Kirilov's six. Um. This will probably be, I would think, whoever wins this fight, one more fight, then maybe a title shot, possibly maybe, maybe two one more or two, fight. one or two. It depends on. I mean, it's light heavyweight. It's all yeah. It's just weird so, right now because you know you got potentially they're saying that Jerry and Jamal like Jerry's gonna be ready to go by the end of the year. Then yeah. you got Smith versus Johnny Walker. Mm, yeah, it's another one. Too. I think you should do the winner of those two fights should fight each other. And, uh, yeah. Like winner of winner of Smith versus Walker and winner of Span versus uh, Kirlov. I think those two. You know they're they're what five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whoever wins this fight will probably be probably be like yeah. in the top five. Same with Walker and Smith. They'll be yeah. like top six. Span, uh, a very exciting fighter. He's got his last 
Five fights have all ended in the first round. Two of them he lost. He lost to Johnny Walker and Anthony Smith, speak mm-hmm. of both of them. But then he submitted uh, Ion Kutibala, and then he absolutely, absolutely <laughs> flatlined Dominic Reyes. <laughs> I watched that this morning. It was ridiculous. I also saw that this morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's yeah. ridiculous. And it's hard. Especially in the first round, as DC kept pointing out in the first two minutes of that play. Yeah, he was he was letting it uh, letting yeah. it rip. And Kirlov is no uh, no boring fighter himself. No, he no. also likes to throw. Um, last year, he had the first minute knockout versus Gustafson. Kind of sad to see that, but did what he did. Yeah. The sport is brutal, <laughs> as we say. Um, yeah, uh, and, then he, uh, he, and then he came back three months later, fought Ozdemir, and if I recall correctly, Ozdemir was winning. Uh, I think he had him really hurt in the first couple of minutes of that fight. I I forgot he? what card it was, but yeah, Olivera I think I, yeah, I think he knocked him down within like the first ninety seconds, and then I want to say it was a lot of ground control from Kirilov past that point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Kirilov had nine minutes of ground yeah, control. See? No knockdown though. Yeah, at um, least registered on the stat sheet. Um, but yeah, so, um, sorry, my mom is calling me. Oh, jeez, Should I get her on the pod? Should I? No. Nah. I, I don't know. You don't know what she's going to say, honestly. <sighs> nah, ma, I'll call you later. Um. Good if you want, but, um, what do you got? Who do you nah, got in this fight? I'm not going to. I'm not even going to be able to hear. Um, who do I have in this fight? Ugh. Ryan Spann's Ryan's actually the underdog, but I'm, I'm going to rock with my guy Spann. What I was going to say is, if Kirilov starts the same way he Started versus Ozdemir, he's going to be in trouble. Um, yeah, Span. I mean, I told, if they, if they, I could see this lasting thirty seconds. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, I'm going to go with Ryan Span as well. I'm going to go first round knockout. I'm also, uh, I'm going to probably also guess first round KO. Yeah, but uh, we've been wrong before, but we're not going to be wrong this time. Knock on wood. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the better UFC fight cards that we will probably see all year. I would imagine it probably end yeah. up in my. At least in terms of name power, because like we say, you know, there's, there's yeah. always those cards that have no name, that big names on it, and they deliver. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. one's got a little, a little bit of yeah. a, the, yeah. yeah, the last event of February as well. And after this month, going into March, we have oh, oh my god, oh. arguably one of the greatest months in oh UFC history. Don't get me started on March 2023. We're gonna. Oof. That's gonna be fun to talk we about. Just, I mean, we literally have we have we have Jones versus Gone. We we I mean we have Shevchenko versus Grosso. We have Shavkat. Jeff Neal. We have hopefully Jalen Turner gets a fight. That's all on one card. Well, Jalen Turner, Gamrot. Oh, Gamrot. That's yeah. right. It wasn't announced. Yeah, you're right. It mm-hmm. wasn't on ESPN yet. Um, then we have a fight night the week after Peter Yan versus Marab, and then um, next week is obviously besides the UFC event, it's someone's birthday. Um, uh, uh, uh. That would be fun. <laughs> and then we have yeah Edwards versus Usman, Gaethje versus Faziev, um, Vittori versus Dolidze. Jeez. And then the next week after that, in March, we have Sanhagen versus Cheeto Vera. I mean, that's just four main and, events and, that are going to be, and that's the main events and like just some a little highlight of the co-main slash like yeah, some big fights. There's like tons and tons underneath that. that and not to mention, not UFC related, but March is my favorite month of the year because March Madness is also going to be going on during this. Yeah. So, where do you think the Hoosiers are going to be? What do you mean, like, like with seed? Yeah. I mean, my guess is they're going to be a three, four, maybe mm. five. Assuming they got three games left, I'm assuming we're probably going to lose at Purdue, most likely. If I'm being realistic here, we have two more home games against Iowa and Michigan. I think I think we take care of business there, mm-hmm. which gets us like a three seed in the Big Ten, and I think we win at least one or two there. I would guess a four seed, but if IU makes a run of the Big Ten tournament, three seed. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. 
There's such a there's such a wild card because they're so good. We play if we play oh, the whole season at Assembly Hall, oh we, I think we'd be the champion. I think we yeah. would, I think we'd be national champions. I think we could beat like I don't know. We could beat everybody. We could beat the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we have the answer for Giannis, but um, yeah, no, we got Trace, bro. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hey, happy birthday to Trace today. Actually, today's oh, his birthday. birthday. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Um, me and Trace don't have the best history, so I'm not even gonna ask what that's about. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyways, regardless. March is going to be a good month. We got a uh, important birthday coming up as well. Most uh, importantly, obviously. Yes. And then we have some action-packed <laughs> UFC cards and March Madness. So wow. can't ask for much more than that. Actually, it's going to be a great month. But unfortunately, we still have six or seven more days of February to deal with. And before we get to that, we should also talk about our men's pound-for-pound pound rankings. Yeah. Um, well, hold yeah. up. Let me should I just, let me announce oh, these yeah, quick fights real quick. It's not very not very long. Just a couple of key. Um, yeah. So after that, we're there's gonna... one fight I definitely want to talk about. Okay. Um, hopefully, I covered it in here. Oh, um, so first off, I got news that Ilya Taporia, um, according to a couple of official sources, that his next fight's going to be at lightweight against a ranked opponent. I saw that on a couple different Twitter pages mm. that are pretty big in the Twitter community. So I don't. I don't think he said it himself, I, but according to them, he said it himself, which would be interesting. You had Taporia to the, yeah. the stacked lightweight division. That would be. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, if I were him, I would. If I could, if it was healthy for me, I would keep going at 145 because um, it seems like a much easier path to a title. But if hey, I'm all for him going. I saw his next fight at so. lightweight, and I thought I was gonna be Patty, but then yeah. he said ranked opponent, so it. I don't know. Dude, um, it, no, it's not worth him fighting Patty. Not for his career. I mean, no. I mean, it's kind of a it's a bigger risk on his part than Patty's. Yeah, to be honest. yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty's obviously just look at the zero on on like in the in the in the UFC like hasn't lost, but at the same time like yeah. Taporia loses to Patty. There's beef there, and Taporia like yeah. is a content like he's a contender. As we said, I want to yeah. see him raise gold at some point mm-hmm. in his career. He's sick. Um. So yeah, next thing is this whole uh, Abdulaziz Makachev. IV type stuff. Dude. I know. Um, I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but Dan Hooker immediately after you know this main uh, UFC event had some very harsh words about Makachev, saying, you know, I forgot the. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, he basically called him a drug te- cheat. That was what he was saying, referring yeah. to. And then people were asking. Well, he just tweeted out something like. But Makachev said, like, you need to be held accountable for yeah. these accusations. But then, uh, Mock's manager Ali Abdilaziz. Um, the informant himself, he <laughs> literally, said literally. on Twitter, for those idiots out there, any fighter under the UFC banner can take two to three liters of IV as long as it's done by a nurse or a professional. Next week, I'm going to expose everybody. Islam Makhachev, <clears throat> excuse me, is the pound for pound king. Excuse me, I need water. It's okay. While PJ's drinking his water, um, enjoy my conversation. <sighs> I don't know um, what that was. <clears throat> Anyways. Please, yeah, I was going to say, help me out here. And then... Uh, <laughs> After that, I I wish I had the tweets up. Um, Ariel Helwani tweeted on Twitter that the amount or whatever, um, let me, he said something along the lines of, you know, whatever, like the amount that Ali claimed was legal was not legal. And um, Hawani knows best, man. I was gonna say, yeah. I, I trust Ariel way more <laughs> than I trust Ali. Hawani knows the sport inside out. I cannot, I mean, Ariel tweets for every 40 seconds on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. so I just cannot find it. But pretty much, yeah, people are saying, did Ali Abdelaziz incriminate his own fighter? And uh, yeah, that's been a um, 
That's a talking point for sure. I don't sure. know if they're investigating it. I haven't heard any uh, any news I, on them investigating it. I saw Joe Lopez, who's also the coach of Alexander Volkanovsky, said yeah. he has hard evidence. So it'll be interesting to see what this hard evidence is or if he yeah. even releases it. Um, see, here's my thing. If you're going to strip Oliveira for half a pound, how can you not consider stripping Makachev for something that's clearly nah. illegal? That's my thing um, on this take. Um, yeah, I'm also just, you know, I'm not a fan of Mox, so, you know, if he gets stripped, boo-hoo. Uh, boo-hoo, <laughs> indeed. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, Chances he, are they're not going to do anything about it. I don't it. think they will, no, honestly. I mean, and I won't be, I wouldn't really care if they don't, but it's just, an, obviously, it's an interesting topic yeah. to... Uh, I mean, even if he was cheating, look at that perform or look at that performance he put on, even though he won. But uh, Yeah. And then he was also talking about, I'm sure, I don't know if you included it in your news or whatever, he was talking about how his mom wants him to retire. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, his mom's mentioning that he wants him to retire because he's already the champ, defended the belt. Technically, well, he's not even, in the UFC's eyes, he's still not number one pound for pound, but in his eyes, he is. Um, so, I don't also, know. Also, he said that um, his mom said Khabib listened to his yeah. mother. You should do the same. Yeah. And it would be a tad, it would be a little annoying to me to see him also just go out early, yeah. kind of like Khabib did. I mean, but I, he, I don't think if he went out early, people would not hold it to the same, not hold him in the same category as a Khabib. I mean, yeah, I still, I would still love to see Khabib fight today. I mean, like, yeah. realistically, if I'm being honest, he's like, not making weight, though. He's making middleweight. Oh. He's making middleweight, maybe. He's fighting. A if he fights, he's fighting. A <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I feel like people wouldn't be, you know, as. How's your rotator cuff? I don't, dude. I don't know. My shoulder's been stiff all day. You need a massage. I feel right? like Cerrone. I feel like, I feel like cowboy. <laughs> stiff as a stiff Show as a board out here. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. What uh yeah anything else on that topic of mock? No, we don't have to talk about it much more, bro. Right, good. I didn't, <laughs> want, I didn't really want to. Um, so now I believe it's official. You're the more boxing expert, but uh, we got Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Is it official for April 15th in, boxing, in Vegas? In boxing, you never know. They're saying it's official now. They're saying both parties signed the contracts. Um, all disputes. I think it's going to be on aired because the, what the problem was, as always, is the promotions figuring out who's going to have the rights to the fight. I think they're going to divide it. The zone's going to get. Um, I think they're both going to get to air it. I think they're going to have mixed commentaries. Who? Like, who's both? Um, Showtime and DAZN. So they're, oh. it's going to be on both of their platforms. So they're both going to make money off of it. Um, and I think they're going to have mixed commentary. So they're going to have some DAZN commentators, some Showtime commentators. And hopefully we have a scrap on because this is a really good I one. Hope, yeah, I mean, I personally, me, you know, you're the more boxing mm -hmm. guy. You watch more than me. But I would actually, I would love to tune into no, this fight. I'm this excited. fight will be electric. That fight will end in a finish. Someone will be knocked out within eight rounds. Like that, I can guarantee you. Who would you Who would you root for? I'm not, I'm not giving you, ask your, your prediction yet. But this who is, would you root for? This is, I would, root, I would root for Ryan Garcia. And I'm not even, I didn't even, I'm not a Ryan Garcia guy. Um, but I really don't like Tank Davis. I, I mean, I just don't like the way he carries himself. He's done a few things outside of the ring that aren't my cup of tea. Um, and Ryan Garcia, um, even though he can be a little bit annoying, a little bit of an Instagram model sometimes yeah. too. Here's the thing: I've just always I've seen Ryan. I've grown up right. seeing yeah. Ryan Garcia, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little I'm a little tired of seeing him. Yeah, so he is a little bit of a pretty boy. You I know. really don't care who wins. I just love to see the fight. If I had a Root for somebody, I'd probably root more for Tank. Yeah, because you're a thug, bro. Because you're a thug. Yeah, I, I, I'm a thug. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, no. If no. I, I don't really care, honestly. If Ryan Garcia wins, like, clearly yeah. it would be actually crazy because, you know, on, like, Instagram, you always see those, like, oh, yeah. Oh, this eight-year-old phenom is going to be the next. And, it, and you never those. hear of him again. No, I hate those. Because like, anyone can. Do you know who Jordan McCabe is? No. You ever heard his name? He was, like, this 10-year-old, like, you know. A phenom in basketball. He's yeah. like a little. I mean, he's like maybe I've, I've probably seen a clip. You've of definitely him. seen yeah. a clip of him, and he was all over my social media. And like, like <laughs> he committed D one to West yeah. Virginia, and now I've never, I haven't <laughs> heard of him since. Like that was just my example. Like Ryan Garcia, I've heard of him for a while now. Yeah, and it would actually be crazy to see him like actually live up to the hype. Like like Julian Newman. Another great example. <laughs> right there. Oh my god, I do not like him. Either. You didn't think he lived up to the hype? I don't even know what his hype was. <laughs> No, I have no idea why that guy was. That guy's still like this tall. No, he's short. Um, whatever. I don't we won't waste. Reach the table. Let me not waste my. I don't even know why yeah, I not yeah. gave that guy that any credit. That was my comparison. But yeah, no, that, I know Hopefully that happens because I would love to see that fight. Dude. April fifteenth in Las Vegas. That's what they're saying um, it's going to happen. Hopefully at the MGM Grand. Yeah, I'll stay on the boxing topic real quick. Jose Aldo versus Floyd Mayweather <laughs> is uh, potentially rumored to be in the works. Yeah. That would be cool. I don't, I don't I think Floyd has an exhibition coming up either this weekend or the weekend after cuz he does an exhibition like every 2 yeah. three months now apparently. Yeah, he man, he's making he's making a lot of money. Don't know sure. how. Uh he fought Jose Aldo though. I'd, I'd be happy. To get Jose a big big payday. Yeah, I mean it'd be nice. He'd probably put some pressure on him, but Floyd. Yeah. Floyd's Floyd. Yeah. I mean Floyd. I don't like Floyd. I don't like him as like a person, but I've never seen a better defensive boxer in my I think entire he, life. I agree. <laughs> I think he, uh, I love, obviously, I probably rewatched the McGregor Mayweather press conferences over a thousand times, and I can't lie. I think Mayweather's sick, like you said. I mean, <laughs> watching him in the boxing ring is a blessing, obviously, but at the same time, he's a little cringy. Yeah, me. exactly. A tad cringy. I mean, as Connor said, mate, you're 14. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, like sometimes age. he needs to act his age, bro. But, but I mean, yeah, he's making money. His na- his middle name is uh, money, or his nickname's money. He's making money. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got for boxing. And then I just got a couple, I got like eight or nine more uh, matchups. We got uh, Jailton, Almeida, and Jarzinho Jer- Rosenstrike in the heavyweight division. Um, Almeida is ranked 14th. Jer- uh, Rosenstrike is ranked 9th. That's happening May 13th. Mm-hmm. Aljo and Henry Cejudo is official now for UFC 288. Uh, May 6th. May 6th. Yeah. I misspelled May in there. Whoops. Um, of course you did. It's three letters, pal. Come on. Yeah. The co-main <laughs> event to that for now will be Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. You think uh, they're going to do that five rounds? I mean, it's not a title fight, so I don't think they... I mean, if it stays the co-main, there's an argument. I don't think it's going to go five rounds regardless, no, though, to be honest. So it doesn't really matter to me. Well, you're a little nervous about that one, aren't you? Yeah, I don't have it. Like, <laughs> God, I love Charles Dubronx. I, I think Dariush is so underappreciated. And I, yeah. think he's, I think he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also occurring at UFC 288, we have Marina Rodriguez versus Virna Jandaroba. Um, you probably don't know Jandaroba by her name, but if you saw it. Yeah, you, I know who you're talking if about. If you looked her up, yeah. you know who she is. Um, also, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. That's the fight I want to talk about. The weekend following, uh, May 13th, um, fight night, we have Mackenzie Dern. She's ranked seventh in the women's strawweight division, and her opponent, uh, Angela Hill, is ranked 12th. So, I mean, Mackenzie Dern obviously coming off of a loss, sadly. Um, yeah, hopefully she can bounce back because, I mean, she loses this one. I mean, you know, it could, uh... What date's it on? May 13th? It's the yeah weekend following UFC 288. There's also... Yeah, <laughs> same, same as Rosenstrike versus... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. know what I'll, I know what I'm doing that day. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'll be tuned in there. Hopefully, 
Um, she Mrs. Needs... Dern can get herself a dub. Oh, yeah. Hopefully by sub. Hopefully by, I don't know. St- I don't know. Uh, she has no knockouts. Mounted uh, guillotine. That's what I want to see. She has no um, knockout wins in her career. So if she's going to win, yeah. besides decision, hopefully by sub. Um, then we also have Carolina Kowalkowicz. I'd never say the name right. But uh, I'm a, I like her. I'm a fan of her as well. Versus Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, uh, I know Vanessa Demopoulos. The following weekend, yeah. May 20th, that'll be on a fight night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, no more matchups. But I have a uh, on Instagram. Uh, Mr. McGregor tweeted or posted a picture with uh, Mr. Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah, and said uh, the karate royalty. <laughs> I think those two of the best um, strikers, karate type strikers in UFC history. Mm-hmm. But the notable thing is that if you looked at the picture, McGregor looked like he was 20 pounds yeah, heavier than Wonderboy. Yeah, looked ginormous. It's actually unreal. And that's like, crazy considering Wonderboy fights at 170 and Connor's next fight is at 155. Yeah, he looked um, yeah, he looked quite big. Ginormous. Yeah, that's all I got for the news and matchups. Um, you so think yeah. he's with Wonderboy because Wonderboy was at the PI or you think Wonderboy might make a cameo on the, uh, the Ultimate Fighter? I don't know, yeah. honestly. Um but all I know is if he's helping on the Ultimate Fighter, there's no better karate-type strikers yeah. to learn from than those two right there. So uh, that's a heck of a duo. I dig it. But, right. um, that being said, I guess we'll end it with our uh, men's updated pound-for-pound rankings. I was looking for my – I don't I don't know where I wrote down my earlier pound-for-pound rankings. Maybe it's on my computer, but I was going to – Yeah, I was, I was looking for it too. I was going to try and compare them because I know you made like one that like summed up both yeah. of ours, but I wanted to compare mine individually to this. I know. I couldn't um, find mine either. There was probably on some random piece of paper somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if I wrote on it. I think I put it on my laptop, but uh, – yeah, we, we're doing, you know, usually the UFC does top 15. We'll, we usually do our top 20 because uh, we're bigger cause, and better. Because why not? Give uh, a couple more fighters some uh, some love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't have. Uh, can't track it down. Sadly, no, but it doesn't matter, I guess, because no. uh, it is in the past. Um, All right, then. So, yeah. So, let's just get into it. You want to start off with your number 20? Yeah. yeah. So, this list, yeah, I, I definitely took some time. This took mm-hmm. about at least a half an hour of. Um, to really think what's fair for uh, each fighter. Because that's and what it's about. It's so about what's fair. It's about what's fair. You know, it's not always what happens in life, <laughs> but that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, my number 20, oh, it's actually absurd I'm saying this. I have Mr. No Mercy, Piotr Jan, uh. <laughs> at number 20. And I cannot believe that Piotr has actually lost three of his last four fights um, Don't even say that out loud, bro. It's unreal because you know it, when people say it all the time. If you think, um, when you think when you look at Piotr Jan fight, you think he's skill tactically the best one thirty five, yeah. like one, the, the best one of the best UFC <laughs> fighters. Period, pound for pound, mm-hmm. in terms of all around skill. And yeah, he's lost three of his last four, two split decisions in a row, and a DQ. Sadly, yeah. but uh, yeah, I have him at twenty. Yeah. Um, how about you, pal? Um, my 20, and I was really like, I, I really struggled to find out who was going to beat the, because I started from the top and worked my way down. I feel like that's a lot easier. That's what I did too, yeah. Um, and I was really struggling to, fi- uh, to figure out who I would choose. And somehow, some way, I just had to put him on the list. Yeah. Had to put on my man Hamzat Chimaev. He was he's he was my I was debating between him and Piotr. Yeah, I think last time you were too. I don't think you had. I think I you, think he was, yeah. I think I had him at twenty one yeah. last time as well. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, who knows what weight class he is. He should be fighting more often, but he just simply cannot get yeah. people to sign the contract. Well, he also he also needs to commit to a weight class. That's on him. Yeah, to, that's also so. the big reason why. If his next fight, I mean, if he would have fought at welterweight, he was probably going to yeah. win, and I'd probably have him in the top. He'd probably be in the top 15. But here's the, thing, here's the thing with pound for pound, though. It's about how well can your skills translate weight classes, and I think he could easily be in the top 10 at... Top 100%, 100%. five at just, 170, 185, and maybe I agree, 205. And I don't disagree with you having him on there. I just think the problem is he I, has to pick a weight class, and his wins, besides the Gilbert Burns one, really doesn't have a credible win. I understand where you're coming from. He'll be in my pound for pound very soon. Don't get me wrong. By the end of 2023, he's probably going to be in our top 10. By the end of 2023, if we're not talking about Kamzat and championships, I don't know what we're talking about. The dude was. was he's going to be wasting in, his time. In 2020, we were talking about Kamzat and championships. There's no reason by the end of 2023 we're. Um, He's not in the title. He's been in the title picture. He needs yeah. to fight for a title, but he needs okay. to pick a weight class yeah. first. So we have Hamzat and Piotr Jan. Yeah. Uh, my 19, I have number two ranked welterweight, my guy, Mr. Colby Chaos Covington. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I really only gave him the edge over Hamzat just because he is ranked higher in welterweight, and his last fight was was a win against a welterweight. And, you know, he doesn't have a single – you know, he doesn't really have any bad losses mm-hmm. on his resume, obviously. He fought uh, – Marty uh, Marty Usman, obviously, very close in his last fight. And like you said, um, I think, you know, pound for pound. No, his last fight was Masvidal. Yeah, I'm, I meant his last yeah. loss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my bad. Beat Jorge, not surprised about that. 50-40 him, as I predicted. But, yeah, um, I think, like you said, uh, you pound for pound, you know, skills translating over, I think, like, I mean, Colby's got an absurd cardio, yeah. you know. I think he fight pretty one good th- striking and obviously good ground game as well. Just the pressure he puts on is unlike almost any other fighter. And uh yeah, he's my nineteen. I like it. I dig it. My nineteen was Piotr Jan, who was your number twenty, so I don't think there's much more to be said there. Yeah. I'll move on to my number eighteen. Someone who was probably in my top fifteen last time, can't recall though. Uh we have Max Holloway, who's coming off a loss, who got fifty forty five himself by Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, so I don't think, I think we were talking about this last week. I don't think the title picture might not be in store. Not at 145. At 145 not. for Max Holloway. Don't think at 155 either. I think he's a little too small for that. Yeah. I think his championship days might be behind him, but he's still great fighter, great striker. And, uh, yeah, he deserves yeah. to be we'll in We'll see, my... though, because like we said, if Volk fights Mach next, Volk wins the lightweight belt. I'm assuming he stays at lightweight. Yeah. And then, you know, that opens then it they're back gonna up. Because they're going to do the trilogy after that. If, yeah, if that's, Vol- what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So then Volk's going to have to vacate. Yeah. And then, you know, he could, I think, Holloway pieced up Yair last time. So, you know. A different breed now. I hope, I would <laughs> I would root for Yair if they fought. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah, so you have Holloway at 18. Mm-hmm. I at uh, 18. I had to put him. Let's say you had to put Hamza. I got to put Mr. Sugar Sean O'Malley at number 18. You might roll your eyes at me, but he's the number one contender in the bantamweight yeah, division. Right. If I'm gonna have Piotr Jan on there, I have to have Sugar. That, that's uh, well, I have. I mean, it's hard. How do you not put a number one contender? Here's my thing. I I don't have Sugar in my top twenty. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not disagreeing. But with that's you. because I rewatched that fight recently, and I texted you about it. I still think Piotr Jan won that fight, and it's closer than people say it is. It is much. I told you that. I said it's much closer than the first time I watched it. The other thing is. No one has ever hurt Piotr Jan the way that Sugar hurt him. He was hurt bad. And like you say, another argument I have is translate skill for skill. At least, you know, translate everything. Sugar is, realistically, he's four inches taller than pretty much almost everybody in this bantamweight division. So assuming he moved, you know, I'm just saying, like, 
if you were to move up in class, his reach, regardless, you know, mm-hmm. it bothers people. Obviously, it bothers Piotr Jan, who I thought was the best boxer in the UFC. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got Sugar at 18, and then I, I have Max Holloway at 17. Okay. Um, yeah, you pretty much covered it All for right. me. All right, my 17 is one of your favorite fighters. Possibly could have put him higher, but I don't know. I've Cyril Gaon, um, who's the number one contender at heavyweight, going to be fighting for the title very soon. Did you, against, wait, did you include Jones in I this? did include Jones in I this. did not. Yeah, I, I, threw, not. I threw him in there just okay. because now he actually has a fight. I wanted, I wanted to mention that yeah. to you. I didn't include him in mine. Yeah. If I did, he would probably—that's I, I don't. That's the thing. I don't know where to put— like, if he wins, him. he's going to my number one. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, you. Sh- yeah, I'll, when I get to yeah. where he's yeah, in yeah, the spot, I'll discuss right. how I went about it. But yeah. yeah, Cyril Gaon. Um, coming off a win versus Taito Ivasa in UFC Paris. Before that, had lost a fight for the title, fighting again for the title. Do I think he's going to win? Mm, probably not, but he's a very good striker. Um, yeah, decent we'll on the ground. We'll see how that goes. I'm very excited for yeah, that fight. I'm extremely yeah. I'm nervous and excited. At the same time, though, two of my favorite fighters going at it. So regardless, I'll be happy and a little sad for the loser. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did tell you that. I remember right before Gon was in the rankings, I told you that Gon was going to be a champion, so I really hope that can happen. Yeah. So I Otherwise, can, you're a liar. I guess I am a liar. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fraud. If that <laughs> um, but yeah, so you got, we're at 16, right? Yeah. Well, that was my 17. 17. Now at, you're 16. Okay, my number 16 is Mr. P-Head, Dustin Poirier. You know, I, the UFC ranks, I, I just like, I get it. He's ranked 12th right now, currently in the men's pound for pound. But like he's number, what is he in in lightweight? He's number two yeah. in lightweight. Um, yeah, he's only you know I get it. He's one of the most. He's also another skilled, yeah. skilled fighter. Ne- has never lost a fight back to back, which I think is crazy. That is wild <laughs> to think. It's co- also considering how long he's yeah. been around in the game, and at two different weight classes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just if he was a number one contender. Um, I would probably have him in the top 15, but I just do not at the moment have him in my top 15. And if you did, I wouldn't argue it, but I have P-Head at 16. And I have P-Head at 16 as well. So great great minds think alike. alike. So you can go on your 15. Yeah, we'll go on to 15, who is currently the interim champion at the featherweight division. I have Yair Rodriguez, um, who just beat Josh Emmett, as I said, for the er, 145-pound title. Um, One of the best... Uh, strikers, probably the most dynamic striker. Or the most unique yes. as well. Uh, it's crazy. He'll throw three leg kicks and then finish with a punch. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how his body remains balanced. Um, but he just has a difficult style for anyone to figure out. I mean, that striking is just nothing you can prepare for, nothing you can get training partners for. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, the 145-pound division unfolds with Volkanovski potentially having to fight Islam again. If not, I do think... Obviously, Volkanovski, number one pound for pound, and Yair, you know, you can't say the same, like probably not even most people's top 15s. But uh, I think the striking will give Volkanovski at least some issues in the first er, in the earlier rounds. Um, but we'll see if that's even the next fight on the yeah. card because Volkanovski could pen- potentially vacate. Um, but, yeah, that's my yeah. 15. What about so you? My 15 is um, former champion, um, just coming off a loss, uh, Davis and Figueredo, uh, they just finished their three-year, four-fight quadrilogy <laughs> series with Brandon Moreno. Obviously, he got pieced up, destroyed by Brandon Moreno. But I mean, technically, he's still number one in the flyweight division in terms of contenders. And like I said, like you know, anyone ranked num- uh, any number one contender, in my opinion, at least with the top twenty list, I think they have to be on there. 
UFC's got Max Holloway ahead of Figueredo, which I'm not. I don't know how I feel about that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Um, another reason I have that is because, like we said, you know, you how do skills translate from division to division? And Figgy is a massive one one twenty fiver, and I feel like he could be a decent sized bantamweight as well. So I just feel like I mean, and he's definitely probably the most powerful hitter I'd say at flyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I can't can't say the same at bantamweight though, huh? No, 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 probably uh-huh. probably not. But he, I mean, he could still hurt people. I'm sure at 135. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, former title challenger, obviously, former champion as well. So yeah, I have Figueredo at uh, 15 on my list. I dig it. Um, so then coming in at my 14th spot, we have uh, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, Robert the Reaper Whitaker. Um, the perennial number one contender at mid. Well, actually, I can't say that now. Two. Now he's number two because of uh, Israel Adesanya's loss to Alex Pereira. But, man, skill for skill, he's as good as really just anybody. And, like, just so all-around, wrestling, striking, um, not the biggest talker. If he was a bigger talker, bigger name, I think he could be. He would probably be a bigger star. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he's in a tough spot because, I mean, he's probably hoping that Adesanya drops this rematch so he can get his hands on Alex Pereira because that's a really good matchup for him. But in the meantime, I would like to see him fight a Hamzat, even though I would not like that uh, matchup for Hamzat personally. It would still be a fun fight to see, and that's I'm, potentially the way that they're going. So I'm ready for Bobby Knuckles versus Hamzat. I, I know you are, you fucking punk. I'm not <laughs> even, I don't even care. Like If Hamzat were to win the fight, that'd be sick. I just think yeah. that's a great fight. And Hamzat no. finally getting, like, the, this is the first fight where, like, before the fight, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, he no, might, he'd probably be an underdog. He might that. lose. I yeah. think he'd be the underdog in that fight. That would be a great fight. But uh, So, yeah, what is that? Four, 14? 14, yeah. yeah, my 14, you already mentioned him. I have Cyril Gan. Uh, one of my favorite fighters, obviously, coming off the one of the best fights of the year, of 2022 at least, uh, him versus Tuivasa. As I said, I predicted he will be a champion when I saw him fight for the first time. So hopefully he gets that done. I don't know if I want him to get it done against Bones because I really don't want to see Bones Jones lose. But if he does, I'll be happy for my guy, Gone. Um yeah, I don't know. You kind of covered everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that 13. was your 14 was gone. My 13 was your 15. Was it Davidson Figueredo was your 15? Yeah. yeah. Um, as PJ was saying, um, used to be former 125-pound uh, champ. Moving up to bantamweight. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I still think that they're going to give him the winner of Andre Yanez, or Adrian Yanez and Robert uh, Rob Font. I think that'll be a fun match for him. Um, but I don't think he's big enough to like get into the upper echelons of the 135 pound division i just think he's yeah. a big band or big flyweight but not quite big enough to we'll be. see though because he cuts a lot of weight to make cut. it so it might help him just a tad to but, not cut but as like much imagine weight. him versus a guy like sugar sean you know like I, he'd, he'd probably get to- most likely get toasted another, you know i mean i think pure and sugar sean i think would just yeah. outbox the crap out of him honestly mm-hmm. But yeah, still a great fighter. Um, oh, tried his best. Tried his best versus Brandon, but come on now. <laughs> all he can do, man. Yeah. Mer- Moreno's at the top of his game. Um, my 13 is Whitaker. He was your what, 15, 14? 14. 14. 14, so yeah. We already covered Bobby Knuckles. Really good fighter. Um, I'm hoping he gets the fight versus Hamzat from a fan's standpoint. Um, that would be exciting to watch. Um, I'll go on to my 12. I have Yair Rodriguez. I... Uh, Put him ahead of these guys just because he's got a belt, and they don't. 
You know, Whitaker. Yeah, I'm higher than I do. Whitaker, Ga, and Figgy don't have a belt. I and respect that. Yair does have a belt. I think you have to prioritize yeah. that, in my personal opinion. I've always said that I don't really like when they put un, like non-belt holders over guys that have the belt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Yair, as we said, one of the most exciting, um, electric, unique, crazy, weird, whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. him, strikers ever. Has one of the craziest knockout wins in the history of the UFC over the Korean Zombie where oh, he yeah. was about to lose – and he elbowed him literally, like, literally like without even looking at him either. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure his head was Ducks back here head, yeah. and just upper. And he, I that has to be like one of the yeah. only one of the only buzzer beaters in <laughs> MMA history because he was probably going to lose that fight. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, I have Yair at 12. Mm-hmm. My number 12 is the former light heavyweight champion of the world, Yuri Prohaska, um, was forced to vacate due to an injury. Uh, which I thought was going to leave him out for the entirety of 2023. But he's saying that he's going to make a comeback this year, um, which is really surprising. Um, I still think, PJ, you think uh, Jamal Hill has the skills to beat him. I think Jamal Hill yeah, is capable, he, but, man, Yuri is a he's a tough one to crack, man. So um, I mean, Glover had him finish. Yeah. The fight was over, yeah. and Glover made a crucial error. He could still be champion if he didn't make that error, Touché. to be honest with you. And... If Glover can crack, I mean, granted, Glover's got more of a takedown threat mm-hmm. than Jamal Hill does, but if Glover can crack Yuri, I mean, Jamal pieced up Glover pretty badly, so I like Jamal's chances. I don't, I still don't know who I would pick to win that fight yet. I'm leaning more towards Jamal, but I love Yuri, so I'm just, I'd be excited. That would be another fight where I really would not care who wins. I yeah. would just, I just want to see it happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is your twelve. Twelve. I'll move on to eleven. I got our guy, Mr. Charles Dubronx, um, ah. at 11. Might be a little low, you would think. Okay. But um, like I said, I prioritize guys who hold the belt. Um, Charles coming off the loss to um, Islam Makhachev. I sound like Dana right there. I couldn't say his <laughs> name. <laughs> um, yeah, he's fighting Benil uh, um, next. I don't know how that one's going to go. But, uh, yeah, I got him at 11. I'll be – you know, sending my best sending wishes. Your prayers out. I'll universe. be posting him on my social media. All that. I'll be. I'll be hyped. <laughs> I really hope he wins. Um, oh God, dude! When that bell goes off, you're uh, any yeah. any any Charles Dubronx fight. I got Dubronx at eleven. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Before. I like that. I like that. Well, my number eleven. I didn't prioritize the belt on this one. I have Jamal Hill at my eleven. Very good fighter. Obviously, kind of somewhat just fell into a title shot. Not his fault that he yeah. that happened to him. You know, he was there. He answered the call. He capitalized. He was on a win streak. You know, he deserved um, that next uh, that next shot. Considering what had happened before between the draw between um, Magomed and Lohovich. and he was able to. I mean, he he pieced up Glover Teixeira, who, as you said, had was piecing up the former champion Yuri Prohashka before yeah, he yeah, made that error. Um, so I definitely think I was sleeping on him a little bit. He has some really good defense. Obviously, some great striking. Um, it'll be interesting to see what path he goes down next. Potentially, Yuri Prohashka, potentially a Magomed Ankalaev. Who knows? Um, but yeah, light heavyweight division, as exciting as ever with all that's going on around it. And Jamal Hill's a champion, and deservedly so. Uh, but now we'll get on to our top 10. PJ, you want to tell 10 me? Top fighters. Hmm. You want to tell me who's uh, rounding out your, or starting off your top 10? 11 through 20 in the books. Um, my number 10, you had him at, I think, 11 or 12. I have Yuri Prohashka. I just mentioned him. I uh, put him ahead of Charles just because 
he didn't necessarily lose his belt to a person. You know, he lost it to an injury, and I respect him for that. <clears throat> Instead of holding up the division and keeping the belt, he decided to vacate, and he will re-earn it. Um, yeah, Yuri's one of the most polarizing figures, I think, in the sport. Um, yeah, you kind of covered everything. I got Yuri at number 10. I like it. Now, this is where um, we threw in, at my 10 spot, Mr. John Bones Jones. Um, I mean, before he, he left for that, went on that three-year hiatus, he was um, unanimously the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC. Um, and the reason I don't have him higher is obviously he hasn't fought in quite some time, and I did, we didn't even include him on in our last one because of all the layoff, and I didn't know when and if yeah. he was going to come back. But now he's back. And I've been watching a lot of his footage lately. Man, he's good. Man, I do not like the way he fights sometimes with the way he sticks out his fingers and those oblique kicks that he throws. He's definitely not the most clean fighter. Yeah. Um, sure. It's a little... <laughs> I mean, there was times where he was fighting DC where he, like DC was trying to come forward and he was just straight palm in his head. But it is what it is. I mean, you use your uh, physical advantages um, as best as you can. And that's not to say that he doesn't still have, he still wouldn't be a great fighter if he, you know, he has the striking, the wrestling. He can fight you any way he really wants you to. Um, my opinion, yeah. You want to say anything else? I want to hear your opinion. I mean, my, I've told you this before, I think he's the greatest fighter ever in the I UFC think it's a very good argument yeah. with I that mean, resume. 11 title defenses, I think it's hard to argue that. Youngest UFC champion ever. I didn't put him in my rankings because like you said, like if it was up to me, I'd still have him at one because yeah. like. He's never lost. I mean, he technically has lost, but like yeah. he hasn't really ever lost. No one's ever beat him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, I just got news here. Um, Sergey Pavlovich will take on Curtis Blades ah. uh, April twenty second at the main event of a fight night. So, breaking um, news. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, Sergey. I think he's the hard one of the hardest hitting heavyweights, one of the hardest hitters in the entire world right now. He's coming off the win versus Bam Bam uh, to Ivasa. Um, first round, like what, 30 seconds? That lasts yeah. like 30 seconds. KO Derek Lewis in 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. Or was that Spivak? Or was that both? They, both. <laughs> I think uh, it was both. Sadly, both. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sergey's <laughs> got like four or five first round finishes in a row. And Curtis Sakai Blades, knocked out Sakai. Yeah. And Curtis Blades is ranked fourth right behind him. So that has some uh, contender intentions on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, we'll get back. That was just, I had to, had to announce that one. Um, where are we at? Number nine? Mm hmm. No. Uh, oh, did you say your ten? I said I oh, had yeah, Jerry ten. Yeah, nine. And who did you say ten? John Jones. John Jones. That's right. Um, moving on to my number nine, I have the champion right ahead of Yuri. I have Jamal Hill. Like I said, I think if you have the belt, you should be prioritized for the most part um, mm-hmm. over other fighters. And like I said, I love Jamal Hill. His personality is good. His fighting style is good. His body physique is quite interesting. <laughs> the way he moves and his athleticism and his power does not necessarily match up with his body physique, which is what I love about him. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I think I predicted him to be the champion of the light heavyweight division at the end of 2023. Assuming I'm, I'm assuming he's only going to fight once. I'm yeah, s- I'm, I'm. That's me assuming he's only going to fight Prohashka this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got Sweet Dreams Hill at nine. I like, I like Sweet Dreams Hill, but at my number nine, I probably have my least favorite champion, Mr. Aljamain oh. Sterling. You hate this. Guy. I just, I can't do it. Every time I see it, because the thing is, he always comes up on my freaking Instagram feed too. Yeah, like, he got that podcast. Yeah, I, I actually listen to it. And him. every time I see him with this stupid mic, I don't know. He just has. I have Aljamain Sterling at number nine. If I talk any longer, I'm gonna want to move him down the list. <laughs> He's fighting Cejudo. All right. I hate Cejudo. I don't like Cejudo, oh. but 
God, I hope I'm he wins. I'm actually rooting for Aljo. <laughs> I hate Henry Cejudo. I God, I I I'm sorry, but like this is just a. F- I, I'm not, I'm gonna be mad either way. Whoever wins this belt, but I just I would rather yeah. just I'd ra- I could deal with Cejudo a little bit more than I can deal with Sterling. Oh, but oh. please don't make me talk about him any more than I All have right. to. Yeah, let's get moving on. <laughs> here. Number eight, I got Brandon Moreno, flyweight champion. Obviously, he looked unbelievably sharp in that last title. Um, cha- I guess he was a technically yeah a challenger. It was yeah. not defense. Um, yeah, he's at. I think he's hitting his prime right about now. I think he's easily the best flyweight in the world. No, uh, no doubt about that. Next fight, most likely against Pantoja. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that one goes because Pantoja's obviously got his number for now. But I, I still favor Moreno. Um, yeah, nothing else to say about that. Um, I like that. And then my number eight was your number eleven, Mr. Charles Oliveira. Um, in his last thirteen, he has won twelve. And I don't know if there's much else I have to say about that. Will he beat Benil Dariush? I don't know. I hope he does. <laughs> but ooh, yeah. Nah, he's fighting for the title at the end of the year. I'll let you guys know that right now. Yep. Oliveira versus McGregor. <laughs> the title. What's your number seven, pal? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, number seven. I have two guys in a row here that do not have a belt, but I cannot put. I can't not have them in my top seven. Uh, I have Israel Adesanya at my seven spot. Izzy, obviously one of the best middleweights uh, ever, uh, just lost his belt to Alex Pereira. Obviously, um, Izzy was pretty much, you know. He was four, I'd say, four minutes away from uh, defending that belt again. But I, uh, like we said, Prahera, scariest dude on earth right now. And uh, yeah, I say I prioritize the belts, but Izzy and the guy in front of him, I'm sure you can. I mean, I guess, I mean, I might, I might as well just say, it, I guess, I have Usman at six. <laughs> Both of them were so dominant in their divisions for so long. Um, Usman, arguably the best welterweight of all time, he's yeah. up there. Izzy, arguably the be- one of the best uh, middleweights. Middleweights, um, they're buddies. Unfortunately, I thought maybe they fight each other, but they're too close to fight each yeah. other. They said, um, "Yeah, it's just hard not to include them because both their skill sets are just so yeah. unique and great that I just could not include them." So, so yeah, six Usman, seven Izzy. I guess I just I named both of them. No, I, I dig it. My seven is actually um, is actually Alex Pereira, even though um, even though. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm always, I'm always big on him talking wow. about how he can, because I rewatched that fight, and I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but just you know, he's gonna knock out Adesanya again. But I have to admit, and any everyone knows, he uh, he was just given style after style that would get him to the title shot. I agree. And if we're talking about skills that can translate weight divisions, um, if he doesn't fight a striker, if he doesn't fight anybody who's not looking to take him down, I'll take him. Every single day of the week. I agree. But the second he steps in there with a Robert Whitaker, Hamza Chamaev, a Roman Delize, a Marvin Vittori. Yeah. I mean, he's still a big guy, though. you got to get him to the ground. You do have to get him to the ground. And obviously, Adesanya was having some issues with that, but he eventually was getting him to the ground. And the one time he did get him to the ground, he held him there for four minutes. Yeah, Izzy's doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Alex Pereira, you're my guy, bro. I mean, I follow you on Instagram for a reason, and I repost you for a reason. Yeah. You're a scary dude. I'm a little surprised you got him. Was you have him at seven? I have him at seven. Right. And then I'll also give you my six, who was also Kamar Usman, as you were saying, for the long dominance he had at the welterweight division. Um, had to put him on there. He'll, uh, be, uh, he'll be champ in a month, just saying. You think so? Yeah. <sighs> I want to say no, but you might be right. Yeah. Um, well, breaking news, Daniel Rodriguez is out of his fight versus Gunnar Nelson. Oh, no. Uh, in UFC 286. <laughs> 
Um, I'm speaking of the Usman card, and Brian Barbarino is going to step in. No, surprise, surprise. Mr. Short Note, that, that Mr. Is, Short Note is king. So uh, a headline has never made more sense to me. Gunnar Nelson and Barbarino <laughs> will yeah. fight at UFC. D Rod steps so. out, Barbarino steps in. That makes so I, much sense. Yeah, could have could have guessed that myself. But uh, yeah, so now we're into our top five. Correct. Yeah, you name six. You have Usman yeah. at six. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number five. Roman's favorite fighter, Mr. Aljamain Sterling. Um, technically, the, um, I guess, actually, besides Volkanovsky, the only actually current fighter, well, actually, Volkan Islam, I guess, with yeah. an actual title defense uh -huh. at the moment, the act only active champ with the title defense. And they've both, obviously, Aljamain's very controversial, which is why I get why, I get why you don't like him. Yeah. I don't dislike him. I don't like him either. You know, I'm just kind of in between. Like I respect his game. He's a, he's a good fighter, whether you want to say it or not. You know, he's a big he's he's a big bantamweight as well. So um, yeah, I don't know what else to really say because whatever I say, you're just gonna sit no, here. And, you're I'm, just gonna sit here and nod your head I'm, at me. I'm trying to I'm trying to add some comments, and but I I have nothing yeah, good to say. Right, you know, what? for <laughs> your sake, I'll stop talking. I have Aljamain <laughs> Sterling at number five on my uh, pound for pound list. Well, my number five is actually um, a guy who I talk a lot. Of about um, Israel Adesanya, um, former middleweight champ. He's going to lose again, unfortunately, so he's not going to be at five for long. But I had to put him some. I had to give him some respect because he was champ for a long time, and he actually does have some good skills. Um, now that so you got Izzy ahead of Pereira, I do. Wow, I respect that out of you. I, I'm not. Even, I don't even have that. That's no, no, no. I mean, and like thinking about it, I respect it, but. Uh, you have to give him some credit. I've seen him against wrestlers and stuff, and I just can't say the same for Alex Pereira. You know, I haven't seen him against a no, I fully Tory, agree, Whitaker, yeah, etc. We have different philosophies. Like I said, I prioritize the belt a tad yeah. more, but I, I 100%. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I gave it. Don't, so don't call me. Such, next time you're saying I'm hating on Izzy, well, remember I you put don't. Him, you you, you know, don't like Izzy. Though. I don't like him though. Okay. <laughs> so my point, my point yeah. being, that, you know, the men's pound for pound has Israel at five and Pereira at six. So yeah, they also have like the the official one on the mm -hmm. on the UFC that is. But yeah, I'm surprised to hear that actually. Yeah. So well, he's your number five, correct? Yes. My number four is middleweight champion Alex Pereira. Um, I feel like we talked about him so much. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say. He's gonna squash Izzy. In terms of pound yeah. for pound talent, I don't think he's necessarily up there, but. I prioritize people with the belt over those who don't. And, um, yeah, you know, now I think about it, I don't know if he deserves to be over Sterling on my <laughs> list, but he did knock off Izzy, who was ranked, I think, three, two or three. He was, he was two, two yeah, pound was, for pound at the time, and that's very noteworthy. Yeah. So I have Alex Bejeda at four in my pound for pound rankings. All right. My number four is the current welterweight champion of the world, Mr. Leon Rocky Edwards. Um, as PJ was saying, he probably won't have the belt a month from now, but he is riding a 9 or 10 fight win streak, which yeah. is obviously very impressive. And who knows, maybe the uh, the altitude, um, fighting in Utah, maybe that did play a factor in his performance versus Usman in a fight that he was clearly losing up until the last uh, 50 seconds of it where he threw that head kick. Um, so maybe we'll see. I, I think we'll see a much better competitive fight out of him. I think it'll be closer, yeah. Yeah. But Kamar Usman has some skills, man. That I could see I, being closer, but I could see Usman just it going to the mat yeah. for twenty minutes. I could also see that too. On. I would not, I would not be surprised if that were the case. That's gonna grow some hate on Usman if he does that. Yeah. But I, he's gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, gotta do, yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. But yeah, he's my number four. Um, he's he's my number three. Um, I mean, he's knocked off number one pound for yeah. pound in the world. The head kick heard around the world. Mm -hmm. 
pulled it out the fire, as his coach, <laughs> as his coach said. Yeah. Um, I mean, his coach I, is probably number one pound for pound like speeches oh, I've ever heard. Man, I mean, you uh, can't possibly <laughs> you're telling if he doesn't if he doesn't yeah. scream at Leon like that. Oh, there's no. no way, in my opinion, Leon yeah. wins that. And I still think this is why I think John Attic is the goat of commentating. Yeah. Here. he literally. <laughs> As it's yeah. happening, I think what's that dude's name? Dean Thomas was yeah. talking about how yeah he's reserved. Leon or, has has conclu- whatever he said. Like yeah. he was happy with going to a decision yeah. and not getting finished. And right as yeah. the head, right before the head kick lands, John Anik goes, but that is not, not the cloth from which he is cut. <laughs> and then you he heard DC and them start screaming. And <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I just think there that's why is. John Anik is no the goat. Way. In my opinion, that's why John Anik's Bro, the goat. That was crazy. Always has something good to say yeah. on the mic. And yeah. Leon Edwards has obviously delivered us one of the greatest comeback and just knockouts, period, mm-hmm. and upsets in yeah. UFC history. So I have him at three on my list. Um, I think my number three is going to surprise a lot of people. Oh, my God. <laughs> you really have that high? I knew it was it's, it, it's, it's really surprising. And But when you think about it, and this is my logic, number three is Brandon Moreno, okay? Flyweight champion of the world. Now... Obviously, he's only beaten two guys in the last four years, technically. One of those guys was the scariest man in the division for years before that. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Um, and then, obviously, he beat a very, 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 very good Kai Car France. Um, and you might say that's not enough to qualify him being this high, but what, I, what I'm thinking is I think Brandon Moreno might hold on to this title for two, three more years. Now, can I say that with a certainty? Obviously not. Who knows how good these guys are going to be that are coming up? Guys like Muhammad Mukayev, guys like a, a I think a Saeed. There's a Namagametov who fights at 125. And yeah, Saeed. No, 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 no. Saeed's at uh, 135. Or, no, yeah. he's 145. I think. What's? I don't who, know. Who is Umar? Is 130. There's yeah. too many. There's two Namagametovs at 135. Is it no, it's nah, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Saeed's 14. Umar's 11 at 135. Yeah, they're in the same. There's, there's probably a Dagestani in the 125 <laughs> division, okay? Yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah, there's a good chance there's some sort of Russian in there that's probably going to give him a heck of a fight at some point. But I think Brandon Moreno has insane skills. And I think he's going to hold on to the strap forever. And, yeah, he's my number three. And uh, I'm surprised you actually reacted to it that as well. I thought you were going to give me a lot of... A lot of I mean, uh, I'm surprised, but the thing I'm not surprised about is your logic. I get yeah. what you're saying with your logic. Oh. Yeah. Peter's about to die. That's great. Um, yeah, I I get your logic. It's fair because, you know, I mean, he's a great wrestler and obviously he's a great striker. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we have the top two. Obviously, we have uh, we have the fight that just yeah. happened. I just want to know, though. I, I probably know your order. I feel like, no, you don't. I have Alexander the Volkanovsky, the great at two. Um because it doesn't like your your logic. You're, I'm assuming you have it the opposite based on your facial expression and just your, your your logic as well. But you can't, in my opinion, you can't advertise the fight as pound for pound king status. That's fair. And not give it to the guy who won. And while I get your logic, because that's what a lot of people said, and Volk said it himself. If Makachev's a fly or a flyweight, featherweight. If he's a featherweight, there's a good chance that Volk probably just. He probably smashes him yeah. just because of the fact that the big reason why Mach won this fight is because he's bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, I just I can't. You know, if they fight each other, I mean, one's clearly better than the other at least for now. Um, That's valid. When Volk gets the rematch and he and he and he and he stiff lines uh, Mach, I'll put Volk back at one. <laughs> but for now, I can't. Just because the UFC, the whole advertise, the whole headline is number one versus number two, pound for pound. Volk said it himself. 
pound for pound king status on the line. So I'm gonna have to lift up. I'm gonna go with Volk, um, being at two, and that's obviously gonna put yeah. Islam Rak or Islam Makachev yeah. at number one <laughs> on my pound for pound well, rankings well, list. Don't be surprised if that gets you a phone call from Lisette Garcia and at the end at some. Point I leave my tomorrow. bias out of this. I leave my yeah, bias. Out I'm of this. sure she's gonna like to hear that. But I have it flip flopped for the logic that you um, were mentioning. If the if if Islam were to go down, obviously I think he would get smashed by Volkanovski. You couldn't pay. You could pay Islam five billion dollars to make one forty five. No, he wouldn't make it. No chance. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree on that one. I agree with your. I mean, your logic makes all the sense in the world too. They did um, advertise it as number one pound for pound on the line, and Islam did win. So it's it it, it makes sense that you can put him up there. But that's why, that's why we're just so good. You know, we bring two different perspectives. Well, I mean. Do you know the name of the podcast? I agree. Split <laughs> yeah, it's good that you have. We both have two different, uh, yeah. two different logical standpoints. Because I'm pretty, by. I'm pretty sure last time around we had like the top four were virtually identical. But yeah, I mean it's yeah, I don't know, it's tough. But uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we can quickly uh, go yeah. over our things. We start at we'll start at one, I guess. Yeah, might as well. We right. should just should we want to do top twenty or you want to do like top ten? What do you want to do? We can just do it all, I guess. Yeah. I'll just read. Wait, should I just go? You want to go first or me? You go first, pal. All right. I have, in order, Islam Makachev at one, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky at two, Leon Edwards at three, Alex Pejeta at four, Aljamain Sterling at five, Kamar Usman at six, Izzy Adesanya at seven, Moreno at eight, Sweet Dreams Jamal Hill at nine, Yidi Prohajka at ten, <laughs> I love saying it like that. Yeah, uh, number eleven, Charles Dubronx. Number twelve, Yair Rodriguez. Number thirteen, Bobby Knuckles Whitaker. Fourteen, Cyril Gan. Fifteen, Davison Figueroa. Sixteen, P. Head Poirier. Seventeen, Blessed Holloway. Eighteen, Future Champ Sugar Sean. Nineteen, Future Champ Colby Covington. Jeez. Twenty, <laughs> Piotr Jan. Kobe didn't even get a shout on mine. I just realized that, but it is what it is. He doesn't fight that. That often. is my list. I like it. It was a good list. It was the second best list I've heard all day. I will list the best list I've heard all day. Number one, Alex Volkanovski. Number two, Islam Makachev. Number three, Brandon Moreno. Four, Leon. Five, Izzy Adesanya. Six, Marty Fake Newsman. Seven, Paul Tan. Eight, Charles Dubronx. Nine, Sterling. Ten, John Jones. Ten, John Jones. Eleven, Jamal Hill. Twelve, Yidi Prohaska. Uh, Thirteen, Figgy. Fourteen, Bobby Knuckles. Um, Fifteen, Yair Rodriguez. Sixteen, Dustin. Uh, Seventeen, Surreal. Eighteen, uh, Max Holloway. Nineteen, Piotr Jan. Twenty, Hamzat Bors Chemaev. That does it for our pound for pound rankings. Um, I like doing that. That's fun. It's fun. It's fun to do it every now and then. We'll probably maybe we'll knock out one last one um, right before we leave. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like, I think like mid April yeah. we should yeah. definitely do one more. Yeah, send yeah. everybody off with the last pound for pound. Yeah, because at that point, who's gonna be champ? Mm, we'll get to that later, yeah. I guess. So we have a jam packed March to get to. Um, that'll it's be exciting. Our next episode, we will be discussing. Wait. There, there's not a fight card next weekend, right? It's the weekend uh, after that. Well, no, no, no there is. Yeah, it is. There is Kirla versus Span. Well, yeah, this weekend. I'm saying next weekend. Is that March 5th? Yeah, March 4th. Yeah. Damn. No, we have events for quite some. Uh, a whole month. Yeah, pretty much. I, March, like we said, guys, if you are any what 
a UFC fan, you must tune in. Or if you're trying to get into the UFC. If you're trying to get into it, this is the time. Yeah. We have arguably at least my GOAT coming back. You got Usman versus Edwards. Obviously, the storyline there is crazy. Yeah, if you're really looking for a reason to get into the UFC, this, March is the month. Yeah. And while college basketball is going on, I get it. But you maybe can, you every can fit Saturday, into your schedule. Every Saturday yeah. night, just pencil in to watch the main event at least. You won't be disappointed with these four main events coming Let's up. Let's go on Instagram Live more. By more, by, yeah. by more, I mean, <laughs> let's go yeah. on Instagram Live, period. Yeah, we well, should. now we can go, because I'm going to be uh, 21 if you're now. Um, and we can start going on Instagram Live and the yeah. main events. That'd be crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this little segment, which ended up taking so much time. But it's okay. Um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'll have a little graphic out on Instagram. Make sure you give us a follow at the Split Decision Pod. And yeah, on- you should put a poll, see who's, who's, who's the list the people like better okay. I, I think that'd be good you know get get, get the fans involved <sighs> i try to man i try to but uh no, i know i'm not blaming i'm just saying like i think that'd be good for them you know they need some engagement you guys want to get involved yeah you guys do <laughs> <laughs> all right then but uh yeah that wraps it up for today i hope you guys enjoyed the episode because i know we did um thanks you uh pj for being here thank you andrew for mixing it up <laughs> thank you to everyone as well thank you to you andrew IUS TV, the best college in the world, Indiana University. Shout out Hoosiers. Um, and I don't even know how we're going to sign off. Your wife is immediate. Your wife is immediate. All right. Uh, yeah. Adios.